0: Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Monday, February 22nd, 2016. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts, Beantown Athletics, the only union screen printer in Boston. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now. That's BeantownAthletics.com or give them a call at 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. And you don't need to be a union to get something done here at Beantown Athletics. In fact, the example I give all my friends, is, hey, if we're going to get a softball team this year, we got to get a sponsor, get the money from the sponsor, and put the money towards softball uniforms. You don't just want to play good. You want to look good doing it. Beantown Athletics can come up with a customized design and uniform for your softball team this spring and this summer. This is the only place you should be going to get your softball uniforms done or any uniform that you need at all, customized embroidery, and screen printing, beantownathletics.com. And the phone number, once again, 617-282-4181. Also, Beantown Athletics, home of the best skate shopping in New England. So grab your skates, swing by the shop on Granite Avenue in Dorchester. There is plenty of parking out back. And make sure you tell them, I sent you. So on this Monday afternoon... Sun is out once again here in Boston. We do not have bitter, freezing, cold temperatures. But even with some of the warmer weather that we have right now in New England, the only place that baseball is being played is in Florida and Arizona. That's right. Spring training is here. Pitches and catches have reported. uh, Team workouts begin this week. Full team workouts. As for the Red Sox, Pedroia's arrived, David Ortiz arrived today, so I'm pretty sure everybody is there, and you know, it's funny, because over the weekend, I expected to have both of my radio shows on WEI Saturday and Sunday. I I went into the weekend thinking, we're not going to get into spring training, we're not going to talk about baseball, because I never usually overreact, or even put too much stock into anything that's going on at spring training this time of year unless it's some type of serious injury that is going to affect uh, the the team's plans in the regular season and the team's success in the regular season. So I, I I've told you the last couple days on this podcast that I was going to kind of stay away from baseball this early on because we had other things going on. The NBA trade deadline was this past Thursday and there, there really wasn't anything that went down in the NBA. A couple minor moves we we lo- we thought we looked at the Celtics and thought, hey, this is a team that has all these assets. They could make a major trade. From the sounds of it, they tried to make a major trade. And I'll get to that in just a minute. But that didn't work out. Uh, so I did think that we were going to get into the NBA trade deadline over the weekend. And even more so into this week. And then as the week went on, we'd get into some NHL trade stuff. Because the NHL trade deadline is... Next Monday, the 29th, a week from today, so I thought maybe on Friday we'd do some NHL stuff, and we we very well just may do that. It's just, there is another story that I need to tackle, and I had to tackle on Sunday, yesterday on WEI, that I did not expect to have to tackle or even want to tackle or even touch and go near and talk about at all. I, I, I was not in the mood this weekend to do spring training baseball. I just, it just wasn't there for me yet. You know, I'm still fired up about the Celtics, and they're still playing basketball, meaningful basketball. And the report on Friday night was that that mystery player that we talked about, that I tried to, you know, figure out who that was on Friday's podcast, I gave you a list of about nine, ten players, and I went through the whole show, narrowing it down based on the clues that the Celtics president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, gave us, and, and I narrowed it down to Cousins or Durant, and I picked Cousins, and I thought, this must be the guy they're going after. Well, on Friday night, Steve Bolpet of the Boston Herald, um, he reported that that player was Jaleel Okafor from the Philadelphia 76ers. So that's a big deal, and I would make that move. I said it on Saturday a little bit on WEI. I would make that move. And if you actually get a top pick in the lottery with that Brooklyn pick, and you ask me, would you try to make that move again if you're the Celtics, and they very well could, I would say, yes, I'd try to do it. Because the the reason I have is, if Jaleel Okafor was in this year's draft, okay, which he very well could be, if he was in this year's draft, then... What would he be? I mean, he'd be a top three pick. He might even be the number one overall pick. And if you kept the pick, you'd probably take him. Oh, I'd like them to take someone like Okafor. So I-, I would trade that pick, even if it meant bringing in Okafor. But we found out Friday night that Okafor was the actual player. According to Steve Bolpet, a league source indicated to him that Jaleel Okafor was the guy Danny Ainge wanted to trade for at the, at the deadline. And the 76ers backed out. At the last minute. Probably because they want to see what pick that Brooklyn pick is. And that's where the Celtics could get unlucky. But that that was the story going into the weekend. I thought, all right, everyone's fired up about this. We're loving the Celtics right now. I am still, yes, while I was disappointed that they did not make a trade at the deadline, I'm still optimistic about the about where the organization can go. Based on the assets they still have to trade. And based on the fact that they still could make that Jaleel Oka for trade. They could. Right? And I thought that was going to be the hot topic. Well, it wasn't. And that's because when I woke up on Sunday morning, getting ready to prepare to do my show on WEI on Sunday, I go on Twitter and I see a video of Pablo Sandoval rolling in to spring training. And he had the gut going. He had the fat stomach. and, And when I saw it, I said, well... I sort of laughed and rolled my eyes because Pablo Sandoval's never really been a small dude. He, He never has. I mean, he's been smaller than he is now, but he's never really been a skinny guy, right? So I've always looked at the weight stuff with Sandoval last year. I made fun of it. I sort of made fun of some reporters that were going all in on it and spending all their time focusing on the Sandoval stuff. I don't get worked up about that. I don't get worked up about when players show up, when they don't show up. If they're on time, if they're early, if they're a day late, I usually don't really get fired up. That's why I told you I wasn't going to get into baseball. Even this week, I wasn't planning on doing it. I thought it'd be all Celtics, all NBA, post-trade deadline stuff leading into the NHL trade deadline. I thought that's what we'd be doing this week. But when I wake up Sunday before my show, my radio show, and I see the Sandoval video, I, I didn't think too much of it. But you certainly think of the story you heard the night before on Saturday night, which is that Hanley Ramirez decided to leave spring training for the weekend. Keep in mind that Hanley Ramirez that's trying to learn a new position at first base to be the everyday first baseman for this team. He shows up for a couple days and then des- decides to take the first optional weekend because this weekend for the players, the positional players that showed up early, This weekend was an optional weekend for him. I was told from someone in the organization, very optional. Extremely optional. Okay? Um, But with that said, I don't think that you should be taking the first optional weekend to go down to Miami. And when I heard that story Saturday night, I wasn't really happy about it, but I wasn't that fired up. I see Sandoval show up the next morning. With the gut, you know, looking all fat. And I, I still wasn't outraged. And then about an hour later, two hours later, I'm up. I'm, I slept in a little bit Sunday. I'm getting ready to just, you know, prepare for the day, prepare for my show a little bit before I left and, and head into the studio at WEEI. And, and I start reading the quotes that are coming out of Fort Myers. Out of Pablo Sandoval's mouth. And I'm going, this this guy can't be serious right now, right? This guy cannot be serious with his attitude and his demeanor as he's making his first appearance to the media at spring training on day one. Like, this cannot be, these cannot be the words coming out of his mouth. This cannot be his attitude right now. I must be seeing things. So I went to a couple other websites. Saw the same quotes. Go on Twitter. You see all the people that are down there covering the Red Sox. They're tweeting out these quotes. And I just, I became, the emotions that came over me, I think, one, denial. I was like, no way. No way is he saying, no way is he showing up, looking like this, saying these things. No way. I went from denial to confusion. like. All right, he did say these things. Why is he, why? Like, wh- why does he have this attitude? I don't understand it. He was terrible last year. Why does he have this attitude? Coming into spring training, looking like that. At least say the right thing. Um, And, you know, what are they telling him? They're telling us he's going to switch hit. Did anybody see him try to swing right-handed last year? Like, did the Red Sox watch him swing right-handed? I've been a right a right-hander all my life. And, you know, I I didn't have this illustrious baseball career. I mean, I played more hockey than anything else growing up, but I did play some baseball. Um, I mean, I swing right-handed. I do everything right-handed. Shoot. Uh, hockey, I shoot righty. I swing a bat righty. You know, even wiffle ball. Uh, golf, I, I, I swing righty. Everything. And I could take a wiffle ball bat right now, a baseball bat, and I could swing better lefty than Pablo Sandoval can swing righty. I I can. I mean, it'll look better than him looking how he swings righty. It looks like he's never tried to swing right-handed before. He had, but when you watch him hit righty last year, it was was embarrassing. And now they're telling us he's going to hit right-handed. I mean, that maybe is a whole other discussion, but it's just one of the things that sort of was building in my head as I'm thinking of the quotes coming out of his mouth and out of Red Sox camp this early on when he shows up looking like that. So it's a combination of all that. The things that were coming out of his mouth, the way the guy looked, and then I'm sitting back on, all right, now it's this. And he was terrible last year. So he the fact that he's saying he didn't weigh himself and he has nothing to prove, combined with the Hanley Ramirez stuff. And, and the Hanley Ramirez stuff is, it did frustrate me on Saturday night. It did when I heard it. And if you don't know what it is, it's, Hanley showed up uh, 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 early. He showed up a little early for a couple days to work on some things at first base. And then the first optional weekend they get, he takes off to fucking Miami. He leaves. Gone. Takes the first optional weekend. Goes to fucking Miami. Like, I I can't believe that he's even doing this. So uh, uh, that frustrated me. And combined with the Sandoval thing, combined with that. It just I I became outraged to the point where I was literally walking around my house like couldn't believe it. Like couldn't believe that these two guys who sucked last year decided to show up to spring training in this fashion, saying these things and acting these ways, which is Hanley leaving the first option of the weekend. Couldn't believe it. I had a good old rant on WEEI yesterday. I've been tweeting the link out last night, all day, today. Um It seems to have caught on fire. People are are picking it up, tweeting it out, linking it out, Facebooking it, you name it. It's out there. Go back and listen to it. I mean, I'm not going to give you the whole spiel again, but the bottom line is this. It it just, it can't happen. It just, this just can't happen. And there are multiple factors. Like, I had some people coming at me last night on on Twitter saying, you know, and and even people just in the real world, like face-to-face, people saying, well, I mean, Is it a big deal that Pablo showed up big? He's always been a big guy. I said, honestly, no. My first reaction to seeing video of him walking in isn't me being all pissed off. It's not. But it's a combination of all these things. Like, did you hear what he said? Like, here's a quote from Pablo Sandoval. Here's what he said yesterday. Showing up, looking like a fat slob. Here's what he said. He said, I don't got nothing to prove this year. He said he has nothing to prove. And the last time I checked, when you put weight aside, keep the weight thing out of it for a minute. Pablo Sandoval last year hit 245, had an OPS of 658. Do you know how embarrassing an OPS of 658 is? You know what OPS? On base plus slugging. All right? It shows that you can get on base and you can hit for power. You know how embarrassing an OPS of 658 is? When you go through all the players in Major League Baseball that, that f- are filed under the qualified hitters in, in specific Major League Baseball stats, at the end of the season last year, you know what Sandoval ranked with an OPS of 658 out of all Major League players that qualified for these numbers? The 12th worst OPS in the entire M- Major League Baseball. That's that's embarrassing for a guy who just signed a contract close to 100 million. The guy's making 18 million a season. And and you have the 12th worst OPS in Major League Baseball and you hit 245 last year on a team that finished in last place for the second straight season and you show up to spring training looking like a fat slob telling us that you don't have anything to prove? Like, what, what planet am I on? With That would be the smart thing to say. Like, you show up looking awful, you're saying things that are even worse. Not only that, when you do get into the weight, you know what he said? He said here's a quote from, from Pablo Sandoval yesterday. He said, quote, I, and this is talking about the offseason. He said, quote, I don't weigh. I don't weigh in at all. I just do my work, try to do everything I can out there. I don't weigh at all in the whole off season. Well, he probably fucking should stop weighing himself, okay? And and John Farrell, I some people called in yesterday to the show on WEI and and they kind of wanted to crush him and I've heard it from other people too. I can't crush the manager. I mean, should the manager have to answer questions the first day his corner infielders are there, the first week his corner infielders are there, and have to answer questions about wait for these guys? Like, we already went over this with Bobby Valentine. When he came out in the media early on and crushed players, we crushed the manager saying, hey, take care of this shit in-house. You don't need to be telling us the bullshit early in the season that you guys are dealing with. So I don't expect John Farrell to come out and throw Pablo under the bus on day one. And anybody who wants that is just... I mean, you're you're looking for controversy. Look, I'm not looking for controversy. I'm not looking for spring training talk in February. I don't get into it. I don't care about it. But I do care about the Red Sox. Okay? And I do care when this team is in last place for two straight years. And you're in a situation in which Dave Dombrowski and the organization... He's gone out and spent millions of dollars to to put a pitching staff together with an ace in David Price, with the best closer in baseball in Craig Kimbrell with a major trade, okay? And he's trying to do everything he can to get you out of the basement. But you need to rely on your positional players, and you need to rely on two guys that you want in the middle of your batting order in Hanley Ramirez and Pablo Sandoval. And the other factor here, too, is this. Here's the other factor. People who have come at me and be like, well, you need to take it easy on him. Well, it's not, you know, it's just, it's, he's a little, uh, he's overweight. He's always been a big guy, they say. Or Hanley, he's always been, he's always been like this. Don't get worked up about it. Well, here's the deal. Another reason I'm getting worked up about it is they come in here like, you know, they don't give a fuck, and they were terrible last year. Like, this isn't, if Hanley hit 285 last year, 30 home runs, and and drove in 100 runs, I wouldn't, he can go go to Miami, go, see ya, have a good time. But when you, you are just brutal last year, when you hit 249, and only have 53 RBIs, and you're going to a new position, when you show up for two days, you can't leave the first optional weekend, you can't do it. And he did. I mean, I, I, yesterday, I can't imagine. And the organization's going to... I don't expect them to start throwing guys onto the fucking bus right now. Anybody who wants that is just out of their minds. Like, that creates more of a shitstorm than there probably is behind the scenes. Just with the way people are looking at guys like Hanley and Pablo and the decisions that they make and the mindset they have, and the carelessness and lack of commitment that's going on for a team that that has finished in last place for two straight years with these two guys whose numbers were fucking awful. They were terrible. Like, these aren't two all-star players we're talking about. But we know they have the ability to at least be in that discussion of of the all-star type. And when you pay them, and I haven't even brought in really the money factor, this year, they make a combined 40 mil. These are your corner infielders. Again, somebody tweeted me last night. <laughs> somebody tweeted me last night. Said, Hanley's missed workout was an optional workout. And who else did he add in this tweet? He added me, Dan Roach, who busts his balls for WBZ-TV and is in spring training and would probably do it for free, right, so he adds Dan Roach to this tweet, he adds Roachy, Roachy loves what he does, you could tell, um, and so he adds Sam Roachy's down there, he adds Scott Zolak to this tweet, a, a former professional athlete, okay, and he adds me, I mean, I'm honored to be part of this discussion that this person on Twitter would think of linking me to this tweet. But probably because I kind of got the ball rolling yesterday on the Pablo Hanley rip fest. I mean, I ripped these guys on WEI. W- worse than I'm doing now. Now, I, there were a couple of times I said to my producer, I said, hold that. Be close to that dump button because I'm pissed off right now. And I don't want to be talking about baseball in February. Too early. I'm a baseball guy, but i wait till March. At least to do some spring training stuff. This is early. And most of the time when stuff happens like this, this early, I usually don't react to it. I laugh it off. But this is different. And all of those factors that I just gave you make it different. Right? And so somebody tweets me last night. Tweets me, Scott Zolak, and uh, Dan Roach. says, quote, Hanley's missed workout was an optional workout. Have any of you ever skipped anything optional? That's the tweet. And, you know, Zoe had a much better answer than than I would have given because I was about to flip out, so I just didn't respond at all. Probably best that I didn't. I'll respond here. But Zoe tweeted simply, said, no, I never skipped an optional. In fact, anywhere I've been, it's been used as a test. Okay? As a test. All right, it's optional. It's very optional. What are you going to do? What's your commitment level here? I mean, it's just mind-boggling that Hanley Ramirez, who's, it's not like Hanley is at, it's not like he's been, he's still at the position he grew up playing. And he hit 300 last year. Like, that's a different story. That's a different story. That's not it. So don't just take generic uh, player misses optional. Have you guys ever missed anything optional? And by the way, to answer your question, have I ever missed anything optional? I don't know. Do you listen to the podcast? Uh, You want optional? Yeah, this fucking show right here, every fucking day of my life. The last 10 years, this show has been fucking optional. All right? So, there's the answer to your fucking stupid question. Yes, this has been optional for 10 fucking years, and I'm showing up. Hamley's making 22 million. First optional weekend, he runs off to Miami. It's embarrassing. The guy sucked last year. And he's trying to learn a position. And you know what's even funnier? I didn't even think about this yesterday in my rant on WEI. Pedroya shows up. He's at second base. I'm listening to Lou Merloni today on WEI, who's down at Fort Myers. And he's watching Hanley work out at first with Pedroya playing second. And he's describing the things that Hanley's doing. And I I was driving today in here to the studio, and I almost... I almost drove off the road because it's infuriating to me how the Red Sox just, they they can't see how much of a disaster this is going to be. This is going to be a complete disaster. And I heard Lou describing it. And he's describing it the exact way I thought it was going to look, which gave me nightmares. All right? Gave me absolute nightmares. And... What Lou was describing, how he was describing it was Hanley was taking just regular throws to first. Ground ball to second, Petraeus making throws to him, Hanley's catching him, throw some shortstop, throw some third. Hanley would would take the stride, like with his left foot. You know, his foot's in the right foot's in the bag. Right? He'd take the stride out with his left foot before the ball was even in the air. So if the ball was a little wide left or a little wide right, he would be just moving his arm, like not even, you're not supposed to stride, like if the ball's a little wide right, you stride with it and make the catch, a little wide left, you stride with it left and make the catch, stride your foot, he's already planting his foot in, it's, and I can see it, I can't you just see it, this lack of effort, this like, and he's probably laughing about it, and, and Lou was saying that Pedroya kept you know, chirping, I'm going, hey, don't be afraid to bend your knees. Or, hey, make sure you keep paying attention. You're going to look like my six-year-old you, you, with no teeth if you keep, you know, acting like this out here. And and what I'm thinking is, I don't know if that's going to improve. Uh, because clearly, Hanley doesn't have the commitment to improve it. He just took the first option of the weekend and went to Miami. And, you know, I think... The longer this goes on, this experiment at first base with Hanley Ramirez, Pedroya's going to fucking kill him. This is going to be a murder scene. Whether it's at spring training or whether it's in April in Fenway or on a road trip, Pedroya's going to murder this guy. He's going to kill him. This is going to be a disaster. And, and, you know, when Hanley showed up a little early, I said to myself, hey, all right, maybe he'll be serious about this. You know, maybe he will. Maybe he'll be serious about learning the position, getting it right, works with Brian Butterfield, figure it out, does a couple days, they give him an optional weekend, he takes off. Butterfield's probably standing there in the field all weekend going, where the fuck is Hanley? Like, where is this guy? Where is Hanley Ramirez? Why isn't this guy on the field right now? He's in Miami? Yeah, it's You know... Kevin Yucalus, I said this too. He was tweeting about how Hanley will be fine. He's an infielder by heart. He's a you know, Yuke was telling us he was a dirt dog. No, no, Yuke, you were a dirt dog. Hanley Ramirez is not a dirt dog, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to knock Yuke in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I'm giving him praise, and I'm knocking Hanley. Like you can't use what Yuke was able to do and try to combine it with Hanley. Like there's just two different. You know, you rip open their chest, two different things going on inside, all right? You showed a lot of effort, passion, heart. What is, Does Hanley show that to you? He doesn't show to me. And, you know, if, if you are on the fence, this him leaving early going to Miami, I get it. He's going to work out. You might say to yourself, this stuff doesn't, fa-, you know, it doesn't really factor in or affect his spring training. I mean, he can still work on things. He can still hit in the regular season. He might shorten and be able to hit. And guess what? You, you might be right. It's just this, the demeanor, the attitude, that stuff has remained the same, and you would think that it wouldn't. You would think that the attitude heading in would be a little bit different. Based on all the other factors that I said, what happened last year for the team, the seasons that Hanley and Pablo had last year, which were downright embarrassing, Hamley learning a new position. Pablo's saying, well, I didn't even weigh myself in the offseason. I didn't even lose weight. I didn't even know I was supposed to. Now, again, John Farrell, the quotes that were coming out of his mouth, um, I don't expect him to throw him under the bus. But what he said was, here's, here's what John Farrell said about Pablo and his weight. He said, quote, we outlined he needed to come back in better condition. And along with that, you anticipate there's the potential for weight to be dropped. But there wasn't a specific number given that said, hey, we want you to come in at this weight. End quote. That's John Farrell, manager of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, basically he's applying, all right, yeah, we didn't give him a number like we did Hanley, but we just sort of assumed and expected that when you work out and stay in shape in the offseason, that you will lose some weight and you will actually keep track of that if you are a player who's committed to this team and to the upcoming season, making the money that you make, knowing that you sucked the previous year, and knowing that we'd like to have you as a productive hitter in the middle of this lineup who has a much better OPS than a 12th worst in the league OPS of 6.58. And with Hanley. Yeah we gave you guys an optional weekend. For the positional players that showed up early. But now that you're here. And you have a whole lot to work on. Obviously. We expect you to not take the optional weekend. This is a test. Like Zo said in that tweet. So. It's just downright embarrassing. And if I'm the Red Sox organization in the front office, I am furious. Furious. Because you're spending this money, and you're not getting the commitment out of two guys who clearly need to commit to improve upon what they did, or should I say didn't do last year. And it's an entire team thing. You know, I told you yesterday on WEI, I had Mike Hazen on this podcast, the Red Sox GM, what, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, maybe? And I asked him about Hanley Ramirez, and he sort of came out of nowhere and started talking about David Ortiz and and basically compared, you know, well, this is David Ortiz's last year, and because of that, I think these guys are motivated, Right? They respect David to the point where they want to win for him, so that's what is motivating someone like Hanley Ramirez to be committed. Here's the audio. Here's Mike Hazen. Here's that pot. Mike Hazen, Red Sox GM, joined me on this podcast over the phone about a month, month and a half ago. Here's what he said when I asked him about Hanley Ramirez. Any updates on his workouts? I know you guys have asked him uh, to lose a little bit of weight, maybe 15 pounds. I, I think I read, I mean, any updates on him? Do you keep in touch with Hanley? What's going on with him right now? Yeah, I actually had the uh, the pleasure of having dinner with Hanley and Pedro uh, down in the DR right before Christmas. That was uh, that was a, a, an interesting evening, a good dinner. Um, he looked good. I know he's working hard. I know, um, I, I think that one of the biggest themes for a lot of guys this year is with David making the announcement. I think a lot of guys really want to play for David, and I, I think they really want to send David out on top I think it's important to a lot of those guys that David was a mentor for or, or a, you know, guys looked up to. Uh, and, and I think that's motivating for a lot of those guys that, you know, hey, look, everybody was here last year. They know nobody likes to, uh, not to mention in this town alone, but finishing in last place for these guys with the amount of pride they have, I think you're going to see differences coming into spring training. So there you go. Uh, that is the Red Sox general manager talking about Hanley's motivation or the motivation he thought he had. And look, if I hear that quote, and I'm David Ortiz, and, and, and I know Ortiz showed up today, but there's a difference between showing up today. Like, if you're Hanley, you, you should have just showed up today. Why would you show up two days? Because if you show up for a couple days and then leave the first option of weekend, you're basically just showing me that, that you care about people thinking that you care. You don't really care. You just want people to think you care. And by showing up early, you think, oh, they know I showed up early. That's all I need. So I'll leave the first option a weekend. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. It And especially doesn't work like that when you make $22 million a season and you suck. Okay? <laughs> all right? Uh, it, something needs to happen for these guys to figure it out. And, and... I said it on WEI. If you didn't listen, go listen. But if not, I'll say it again. You know, when you walk into Gillette Stadium, if you're a player on the Patriots, and you want a vibe as to what that atmosphere is like as a player, as a professional athlete in that organization, there's a sign on the wall that reads, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be. If you don't want to be here, You don't have to be. And Hanley Ramirez's production last year and Pablo Sandoval's production last year isn't anything that's special enough for me to sit here and say right now that I need them on this team. I don't. The Red Sox don't need Pablo Sandoval and Hanley Ramirez on this team. They don't. If they're going to put up the numbers they put up last year. And since they're not showing the commitment to improve upon those numbers and the attitude and the, the demeanor that you would like to see to improve on those numbers based on the money that they're being paid also, then if I'm the Red Sox, you know, I, I think you have to seriously consider getting rid of at least one of these guys as soon as possible. And and we've heard that they've tried to get rid of Hanley Ramirez. And I don't know to what extent, and I don't know any details of any deals, and I don't know how much money they were willing to eat. And, and, but I'd eat as much money as you possibly can if I'm the Red Sox. I would. I would. At least with, and you know, with Sandoval, see, Sandoval gets, at least from me. See, I'm always someone that's been, def- I've been defending Sandoval and Hanley. I've defended him. Not, maybe not so much Hanley. But, but, but Sandoval, I've defended him because of his history. Because he's won three championships. He's been a World Series MVP. He has some of the biggest postseason hits in the last 10 years that, that, that you can get out of any player in this league. He does. I mean, that, that's not an opinion. It's a fact. Some people say, well, you use that to sort of let him off the hook. And you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right with that. Maybe I have. Maybe I've given him the benefit of the doubt because I know what he's been able to do in the past when you get to the postseason. But this is a team now that's trying to get back to the postseason. Like, all these people that wanted to talk about David Price and his postseason numbers, don't sign him. His postseason numbers aren't any good. I say, well, you know what? His regular season numbers are fucking fantastic. And if you're the Red Sox right now, you got to get to the postseason before you can start worrying about postseason numbers. And that's starting to be the way I'm feeling about Pablo Sandoval. Let's put put your postseason career in the past. You got to get back there before you can show that you are a postseason beast that I've been giving you credit for. you got to get back now. Because you finished in last place last year. And it's your job to get back on the field and to perform at a much higher level. A much higher level this season. By the looks of it, you didn't show the commitment. And by the sounds of it, you do not have the attitude of a guy that I should be standing up here right now defending. And I won't do it. I've been defending Pablo Sandoval for a long time. I can't do it anymore. And I just sort of snapped yesterday, and I lost it. And I'm losing it today even thinking about their attitudes. Hanley and Pablo. Given the, don't just look at it as one single thing and say, oh, you should expect this. There's more than that. There's way more than that. You dig deeper into this. These two guys, it, it, it's an embarrassment. And, and, and you know, this, this isn't Tampa Bay. These aren't the, the Rays. All right? This isn't some schmuck team that has uh, no respect for its history. This is the Boston Red Sox. It's a privilege to play for the Boston Red Sox. They're not even acting like it's a privilege. Yeah, They got their money. They show up as fat as they want, as much as they want. They'll leave when they want after they show up, and that's that. Some people try to call in and bring up Manny Ramirez's name and his attitude. And I say, no, 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 no. Don't even go there. Manny Ramirez hit 320 and would drive in 125 fucking RBIs on you before you could even start watching the season. I don't care when he showed up, I don't care what his attitude was. You get away with it. You have success in this city, you get away with stuff like that. You handling Ramirez in his career, he hasn't earned it. What has he done to earn the benefit of the doubt in any situation? What has he done? What has Hanley done in his career? Somebody tell me. Pablo's done a lot more than Hanley. I just told you what he's done. But even now, given the season they had last year, you got to get back to the playoffs. And what was coming out of Pablo's mouth based on how he showed up looking, I can't defend him. You can't defend that. If you're trying to find a way to defend it, or you're saying, well, I'm not going to get as worked up as you, I'm not saying you have to get as worked up as me. I'm, I'm, it, this just pisses me off. Maybe it doesn't piss you off as much. Well, it pisses me off. And the, I'm giving you all the factors and all the reasons. Just don't come to me saying, oh, with Hanley, it's optional. Oh, with Pablo, it's, you know, he's always been a big guy. I'm a, it was optional. And, and Pablo has always been a big guy. But there's a lot more going on here. Go back and look at the numbers last year for these two guys. Go back and look at this Red Sox team last year. Go back and look at the money Sandoval and Hanley are making. Go look at the depth chart just to sort of wake up and see that these are your corner infielders, that these are guys that you want in the middle of your batting order. Go back and realize that you need their commitment. And as Red Sox fans, We certainly need them to be better than they were last year. And what they've shown so far in spring training is not the attitude, the personality, the demeanor of two guys who are willing to do everything it takes to get back on top. And we can't accept that. And I won't accept it. I won't accept it. And neither should the Red Sox. So whatever they can do, be my guest. Do it. Do it. Eat. Eat salaries. Eat money. I'm I'm all in. What do you gotta do? I'm all in. So that's that's how I feel about it. I didn't want to do baseball this early, but they forced it upon me. They forced it upon me. Uh, so here we are now. February. What else do we got? What else? It's just I is gonna kill Hamley. One. If they don't just trade Hanley and and say well, we're going to eat the whole contract and we'll pay for him to play somewhere else, Uh we'll play from the DH somewhere in the American League. Where where do you want to go? I mean, give me a place. I don't know. Just send him. Pay for him to be DH. Uh, because Pedro is going to kill him, or or Hanley is just going to, I don't know. He's he's just not going to show up every single night. Or he's going to get injured. And he's going to error upon error upon error in that infield. I I just can't trust him. It's going to be a nightmare. And certainly his offense is supposed to be something that makes us forget about some of the defensive issues. But he hasn't even been able to show that. And I think people forget that Hanley is not this like 26-year-old kid. He's 32. He's 32 years old. So, I mean... The free passes, they're over. Those things are gone. Those free passes are gone. You want to move them? Move them. Pablo, same thing. Same thing. I've defended him more than a lot of people in this town in the past, but I can't do it anymore. Not based on what I heard coming out of his multis today. That put me over the top. Put me over the top. And they, the organization could say what they want, but you know. You know that pissed them off. You know it did. You know it did. how could it not? Look at the effort they've put in to build this team this year, and this is how you're going to begin please, please well we'll uh we'll we'll see what goes on with the Red Sox here moving forward, but uh you know, I don't know if there's a prop bet on this or what or what the money line is on someone like Pedroya. Literally murdering Hanley Ramirez before opening day. There's got to be, you got to be able to put money on that, right? (laughs) Uh, NHL trade deadline is Monday. We'll get to some of that later this week. And the Celtics stuff, of course, the Jaleel Okafer thing. I would trade for Okafer. I had him on my list. I didn't have him as the mystery trade target, but that's who it is according to Steve Bolpett of the Boston Herald. And I would do that deal. And then NFL, what do we got in the NFL? Well, maybe I'll get into this a little bit more tomorrow. But just to tease it, Peter King. Ah, oh, Peter King. He thinks that the New England Patriots should get their draft picks back from Deflategate, from the Deflategate punishment. My question to Peter King is, where have you been, buddy? Where have you been? Like, what have you been doing? What have you even been thinking about? Who have you talked to? What other piece of information have you received? Like, what is going on here? I don't know. But that's a story that is out there as well. So uh, maybe I'll touch upon that tomorrow. And anything else that goes on down in Fort Myers, we'll react to it. But I'm not happy, and I don't think I don't think the Red Sox should be happy with the way this thing's beginning. the The only questions they should be having is. Who's the number two starter in the rotation? And it, you could look at that and say, well, it's a good problem to have because at least it's not like last year where you're trying to figure out who the ace is. Yeah, the number two. And I think you got some, uh, a couple couple options that, and, and one of them is Eduardo Rodriguez. You, and, and you also have some trade options too at the, by the trade deadline to maybe go out and acquire someone. So that should be your only issue. Han, Hanley Ramirez playing first. You know, you want to figure out the position. Don't take the first optional weekend and, and go away. Well, he did. And, and they can say what they want about how optional it was, and it's not a big deal. Come on. There's no way the Red Sox are happy about it. And for people who expect the Red Sox to come out and publicly crush these guys, eh. I mean, I, publicly, I'm okay if they don't do it publicly. publicly. We... We have crushed managers and coaches and GMs in the past who have come out early on and said some things publicly that, that we'll, they, we're wondering, why would you say this to us? Why not just take care of it behind the scenes? And perhaps they are saying some things behind the scenes. You know, perhaps someone like Pedroia shows up and says, hey, get your head out of your ass because we're trying to get out of the basement of the AL East and we need you. So are you in or are you out? Right now, you look like you got one foot in the door. So figure it the fuck out, and let's go. Right? You might have that behind the scenes. I hope you do. To Pablo and Hanley. And it'll be, you know, I'd be curious to know how they would react and respond to that. Because you shouldn't, here's the point. You shouldn't need, they, these guys, these guys shouldn't need babysitters. They're professional athletes making $100 million, $100 million contracts. I mean, you shouldn't need someone to remind you that you finished in last place, to remind you that your batting average was below 250, to remind you that um, you got to learn a new position and stick around to do it, to remind you that you're getting paid all that money it's time to perform because the only reason you're getting paid that money is because this team added you to win. To help them win. To help the team and the Boston Red Sox get to the playoffs. And right now, they're not showing the attitude or the commitment level that that I expected them to have. I did. And maybe I was maybe I was wrong to expect it. I just thought it was so bad for these two guys last year. It was so bad. That it's just human nature would, would would be like all right, you know what yeah i got my money but i need to at least show some, show my face this year and i need to i need to uh, i need to figure this thing out right doesn't look like they're committed to doing that and that's a scary thing And I think it's only going to get scarier the longer that they both stick around. So we'll see how this thing all plays out. But I'm here every weekday. So anything that goes on, I will react to it. Not just with the Red Sox and not just with Boston sports, but with everything in the world of sports. We'll get to some hockey later in the week with the trade deadline coming up. Um, I'll keep my eye on the Celtics and what they're going to be doing the rest of this regular season. Before you know it, we'll be to March Madness. Also, Wednesday's podcast, I have Jared Carabas from Boston Sports. He covers the Red Sox. We will certainly be getting into this Pablo Hanley thing. I'll get his take. He's going to join me in studio for Wednesday's podcast. Should be a good one. In the meantime, you can get this show whenever you want. Again, I record it every weekday. That's right, five days a week. But you can get it whenever you want at DannyPicard.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, on the Stitcher app, on. Tune in anywhere. Podcasts are available. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. Like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Danny Picard Show. I know, I, I, I'm, I'm still furious and, and venting about this Pablo Hanley thing. And uh, you might have already heard my thoughts on it yesterday, so I apologize, I guess, if you're getting it for two straight days. But, uh, you know, I, I handle this podcast sort of as its own entity. And, and what I do on the weekend sometimes overlaps onto the show. What I do on the show sometimes overlaps with what I do on the weekend. But, you know, there are... I think at times two different audiences, so that's why I do it, and that's why I might be expressing the same frustration on both shows. But let me know what you think. Hit me up on Twitter, and I will respond to any tweets and anything on Facebook on this show tomorrow, and really whenever you send them in. So thanks for joining me today. Again, subscribe right now. I'm out. Talk to you tomorrow.